Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to this week's episode of the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. And, you know, basically, I want to focus on what's going on in the equity market uh, with the mindset or question, is there trouble ahead for stocks? So, you know, let's think about it from the perspective of first, the first quarter earnings season, which was very, very good. Um, and yet the S&P 500, as an example, has been bouncing around a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit more volatile, but really in a trading range, call it over the last about six weeks. Um, so sometimes you get a feeling that uh, the market's kind of topping and, and any little trigger could cause a, a move down, a correction, or even if something's bad, a bear market. Uh, so we want to uh, kind of think about that, talk about that a little bit. Um, and starting with history, you know, what we remind ourselves, and we have sort of charts that we share with clients that show this, is that, you know, the S&P 500 or other market measures demonstrate that really during any calendar year, there's, uh, you know, often a significant pullback in the market from a, sort of a local peak on down. And then not always, but more often than not, um, sort of on average, the market has a positive return. So when we're in a, in a situation where the market's declining, sometimes people start to feel like, hey, this is unusual and it's, it's uh, troublesome. But the reality is year after year, we, we, we deal with that. And just as an example, when we look at the last 10 years, including the current year, the average return for the S&P 500 was over 13%. And the average pullback, sort of intra-year pullback, is over down over 11%. So again, you know, imagine you're sitting there during the year and the market trades down 11%. You know, that feels kind of bad. But then on average, the market's returned 13 Now, obviously, given what we've been through, strong market, now lower rates, uh, you know, we see our forward-looking returns are a little bit lower. But still, I think the concept uh, remains in place. Uh, so what are some of the risks we're seeing? We've talked a lot about this. Are, are investors nervous? And we think there is a little nervousness in the market. Uh, you know, obviously, as it relates to the pandemic, people are always worried a little bit about a variant that would be resistant to vaccines. And Knockwood, we haven't seen that yet, really. But the second is really the pace of vaccinations. There's been a bit of a slowdown here in the U.S. And, you know, we're kind of hitting around 50% of the population being vaccinated. So there's some work to do to get people enthused, those that haven't gotten the vaccination, at least a good chunk of them, to still go ahead and get the shot or shots. And um, so the market's a little bit nervous about that. Um, another thing that I would say, which is, you know, ultimately all interesting news and, and from a spending perspective, good news is we've got this infrastructure structure package uh, in motion. And, um, uh, and basically uh, what it comes down to is that the administration first for this uh, first one basically su submitted a proposal or, or floated a proposal of 2.3 trillion. I think they backed off to 1.7 trillion um, sort of lowered it and focused it. But the Republicans have just come out with um, a, a counter proposal that's just over uh, 800 billion, I want to say 830 billion roughly. And so, you know, what, what that means, of course, is that investors are trying to figure out, oh, gee, how, how is this going to get done? Uh, will it get done? And if so, what's the magnitude? And that influences, you know, obviously how money is spent over coming years on different infrastructure uh, focus areas 
that may inform investment analysis. So anyway, that the the fact that that number swinging a little bit, I think, has a little bit of an influence on the market. Uh, ultimately, in an environment, in any environment, but especially this environment, confidence is is really key. So we continue to see positive data, the PMI or purchasing managers index data that we see from both market and ISM are telling us that, hey, business leaders are generally very positive. They have a view that things are expanding. And it makes sense because we're in this robust recovery. On the consumer side, while consumers been a little bit slow moving in terms of just general confidence, the, uh, the measures are moving higher and showing positive levels uh, above long-term averages. Um, you know, w- what we do know, though, is that consumer also kind of uh, speaks with their, with their wallet and retail sales a little bit coming off of the uh, weaker results a year ago are really kind of strong. And so, again, as it relates to measures, uh, things like retail sales, we're, we're seeing some positive data. Um, now one other thing I want to mention is that, you know, Stiefel, um, a while back, started uh, doing a survey, a proprietary consumer spending survey. And um, one of the things they worked into that was, okay, who's, who's planning to get the vaccine? And so the good news is that um, essentially there's the, the percentage of people who uh, were sort of on the fence, um, that, that basically is sort of declining, and people who, and, and there's sort of signals now that the people that are remaining, a good number of them are planning to get the vaccination. So that's good. And um, so, again, that, that survey gives us that information, which is very helpful. Now, I want to kind of close with one final concept, which, uh, candidly, is just something we're mindful of and we're going to start to see in, uh, evidence about. And that is, you know, hey, look, we, we look back over the last 18 months and uh, essentially there's, you know, what is really historic uh, policy supporting an economic recovery. So obviously the Fed being highly accommodative at this point, the fiscal spending that's already happened, still having an impact on the economy for sure. People are getting money and it's not yet spent. So that creates more activity here as we move through time. And then of course the pending infrastructure bill or bills um, that all will have you know positive impact on the economy and in turn on the markets. The, the reality is, though, is that we're starting to see evidence that investors are expecting a shift back to fundamentals. And to say it very concisely, can the system, both the economy and ultimately the markets, stand on their own as uh, either you know we start to see evidence the Fed will eventually start to unwind their policy. It's going to take time and they're going to be slow and, and they're going to signal it and all that. Uh, but then also uh, the fiscal support uh, they, they, they stop uh, sort of issuing new bills and the money gets spent. And so we'll, we'll see over the next, I don't know, year to two years, this transition back to the fundamentals. And the market, of course, is forward looking. So it's going to be anticipating that. And, you know, we just have to uh, kind of keep an eye on it to see how things go. Um, generally speaking, to me, it feels like things are pretty healthy. But we'll, I'm, I'm sure as that all happens, um, you know, in the in sort of the the fiscal and monetary support kind of recedes. I'm sure we'll see some cracks here or there, and that'll be in keen focus for us as investors and as market watchers and all of that. So, anyway, that's what we had for this week, um, heading into a holiday weekend, and so we'll be off next week, but uh, back with you the week after. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you 
uh, in that next episode. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.